think we're, we're just kind of taking a deep breath as we start off the new year, uh, just to share a little bit about uh, who, we're, who we are and, and really where we're going and what, and what we value. And so uh, I'm really excited about today because I get to uh, talk with people and, and we get to hear from people that uh, have been... Um, joining Bethany and what God is doing in our community, and I'm excited for us to hear that. Uh, and, and so this morning, I just want to say that today is, is basically called Vision Sunday. And, and uh, if you were here several months ago, we went over uh, some of the DNA of Bethany, not only Bethany West Seattle, but Bethany Community Church in all six locations, uh, where... We strive to gather as a church, uh, to grow together, uh, and to go, go out into the world, go out into our community. So uh, it's kind of catchy, kind of clever, but we call it gather, grow, and go. Uh, And again, this has been a bit of a mantra for Bethany, uh, again, not just West Seattle, but all uh, of Bethany. And so uh, I want to start by reading some passages this morning and just know that uh, I know our season is over, uh, but uh, I'm, in, I'm in a little bit of denial, uh, but I think we had a good season, right? Anybody? Okay, yes. All right. So with that said, um, let me just read from you Acts chapter 2. Verse 41 uh, through 47. Let me just read from the screen because it's a different translation. Uh, So those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching uh, and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were were, were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together uh, in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were saved. And so just uh, this kind of encompasses the whole idea of gather, grow, and go for Bethany. Uh, What we value and what we vision uh, in 2019 is that we would gather and we would gather well. And so, uh, and speaking of vision, I I really hope that this becomes a vision for all of us. Uh, I know that, you know, January 1, we're just filled with so many New Year's resolutions, and again, we talked about that last, last week. Those are all good. Continue having those. Continue being diligent. Continue striving to be a better person, to be whole, uh, to be more faithful to God, to others, whatever it is. Continue to do that. But, but, but my question for you and for, and for all of us is, could this idea of gathering be part of that vision for yourself, and really collectively as a church for 2019. Now, now I say this, uh, again, with a pastor hat on, with the fear uh, of sounding like my very conservative, nothing wrong with conservative, upbringing uh, Baptist church, which I really, I've learned a lot from, and I grew up in that church, and, and I remember my youth pastor every single week, you have to go to church, you have to make it 
on Sundays, uh, essentially, without using these words, to be a better Christian. If you love Jesus, you would go to church. And so I say this, uh, and many of you, maybe you grew up with it, or maybe you've heard it recently, and so I say this in fear of sounding a bit legalistic to say that in order to to be a Christian or to be a better Christian at that, that you have to come to church. But here's the reality, is that there's this beauty and sacredness that happens when we gather uh, on Sundays together collectively with the bottom line being to worship. To worship. We gather on Sundays to worship. And and I would love this to be a vision for for ourselves as a church, but really even individually, that as we have a list of to-dos, as we have a list of transformative things that we want to include, what if part of our vision for our life in the next year, and really the years to come, is to say, I want to worship. And this idea of worship might look differently, you know, for for others, but my hope is that this idea of gathering together would be a way for us to worship. And worship looks like this, a little bit like this. I don't want to say I have all the answers, but, but here's my understanding of gather, is that there's this idea of rhythm. And from the very beginning of time, from the creation narrative, uh, to, to really all the Old Testament and New Testament, God talks about this rhythm. And so when we talk about the creation narrative, how God created in six days, uh, and whatever you believe about the technicalities of the creation story, what we understand is the seventh day was about rest. It was about rest. It was about, though, that there was cre- creation out of chaos. On the seventh day, there was rest. And so this idea of gathering together as a church really is about being in this rhythm. Now, we all have rhythms, right? Like you wake up every morning at a certain amount of time, and you go to church, or you go to work, or school, or, or you know, you wake up, take care of the children, whatever it is. All, many of us, we have that dreaded alarm that goes off each morning, and many of us might snooze once or twice or several times, uh, but for many of us, we have that rhythm that we enter into. Work, we eat at a certain time, we, you know, do have chores at a certain time, you do family things at a certain time, uh, and even throughout the year, if you look at the year at a macro level, there's, there's seasons as well, the school, dis- the school season, the, the holidays, and, and these ebbs and flows, and, and what we're looking at here, and what the, the mandate that we see, even from the beginning of time, in the seventh in the seven-day week, is we need to have rhythm in our lives. I mean, have you ever felt like life was just so chaotic? And have you ever felt like there was never any time? There's no time to do this. There's never time to do that. And have you ever said to yourself that you wish that you had more hours in a day? I know that I have. And there's this weird economy of the kingdom where one pastor even says it's about prayer, that sometimes we're too busy not to pray. And I know that sounds very ironic because a lot of us are saying, you know what, like, I don't have time to enter into this collective worship, which I will call church, Sunday gatherings. I have no time to pray. I have no time to get into scripture. And this pastor, it's so profound and so upside down. He says, you and me and many of us, we're too busy not to pray. 
And I would even add that to this idea of gathering. Our lives are too chaotic not to have a time of rest. And you all know this. In some of us, this idea of rest is so backwards and so even scary or unrealistic. And my challenge and encouragement to you is that in your time of busyness, of chaos, of all the things that you have, if you don't have rest, if you don't find rest, you'll never be at peace, right? You'll, you'll never be, because it's at the time of rest where growth happens. I even think about this uh, in workout regimens, right? So, so many times people will say, oh, like, I want to get bigger and stronger and faster and all these things, so I'm just going to go to the gym and pump iron and run and and, and whatever it is, and, and you go six, seven days a week, little do they know that much of the growth in your muscles and your, in, in your recovery and all those things happens when you rest. And so resting doesn't mean you're sitting idle or doing nothing. It's actually reaping the benefits of the work that you've put in. And, and so the, this understanding, this vision that we have together as Bethany, the vision that I have for myself and for you, my hope is that in the life of chaos and disorder that we see all throughout, even the creation story, is that you will find in your rhythm an ability to rest. And I'm so confident, and I don't, I don't sit up in the pulpit often saying, well, if you do this, I guarantee you this outcome. I, I can't do that. I don't do that. But what I do believe about how God created us is that there's something so sacred and holy about rest. And my hope, and even as a staff and volunteers, is that you would come to church and this would be a place of rest, of rejuvenation, of relationship. That as we collectively worship, and and when we worship together, I hope it's not just us standing up and, and singing songs and listening to me talk. And, because if that's all church is to you, that's, that's not very restful, right? I mean, even sometimes we dread coming here because it's early, because, you know, for whatever reason you have, unless our desire is to connect with God collectively through voice, through art, through poetry, through God's scripture, through connection, this, this will never be a place of rest. And so a big part of why we gather is that we would, A, find a rhythm. And my hope is that especially if you consider yourself a follower of Christ, that this rhythm of, of, of collectively singing, it's so beautiful to sing together, to pray together, to pray for one another, becomes so important that it becomes a part of your rhythm. And, and I know and I'm confident that God blesses that, God honors that, because that is why God created the local church. That is, the way, that is why the God created this whole day, seven-day idea of rhythm, work, rest. And not only is there a rest, but there's relationships. And, and, and here's what I would say about this idea of gathering and why we gather to collectively worship together is that not only do you miss out on worshiping collectively is what the church is about. When we read Acts chapter 2, it's about worshiping together. It's about coming together to the temple, to the church, to the synagogue. 
And there's something so sacred and holy that happens during that time. And not only when you miss out or you don't come, and I'm not saying, oh, you better show up to church on Sundays. Gosh, I hope that you're not hearing that. I want you to hear the heart of what I'm trying to say is that you miss out on a communal element of worship. And in turn, the church, we miss out on your voice as well. And we've talked about that time and time again, that we together make this a sacred place and a holy place together. And so as we talk about this whole idea of gathering and growing and serving, my hope in our vision, in my vision, and I believe God's vision for all of us, is that we would be able to incorporate this idea of gathering in our weekly rhythm, because it's that important to collectively worship together and to rest with one another. Now, one thing that I want to talk about that is that week after week, we see new people. I I kid you not, we see new people almost every single week that we gather here at Bethany. And, And my challenge in the midst of entering into this place of gathering is that if you call Bethany home, my encouragement is to ask yourself, what would it look like for the church, for the place that you gather to be a place where not only you belong, but you become a host. See, some of us, we've, come, we've been coming to the church for so long, week after week, and that's wonderful, and I'm so glad that you're here, yet we have this attitude of being a guest, of being served. But what if God's challenging you this year and giving you vision of this place of gathering for you to actually enter into this place of serving as well and to becoming a place where this becomes your home and when it becomes your home, you become a host. I mean, can you imagine inviting people to your house for a dinner party of some sort and expecting the guests to do all the work? Like, you would never do that. You would would never do that. And I know many of you guys are wonderful hosts. And my hope in 2019 is that this place can be a home for you And if this place is genuinely a home for you, my hope is that this will be a place where you would serve. And and, and there's many of us, and it's almost like I'm speaking to the choir here, where many of you guys are already involved. But I want to challenge those that are not to consider if this is home, what would it feel like to be a host? And I'm not here to try to be a commercial to all the places you can serve, but there are places you can serve and places you can get involved with. And, and I think we should be thankful, especially because here's the deal. We have a really small staff, and at Bethany and West Seattle, it's only three of us, uh, but in order to make Sunday happen, we have to have dozens of people with, between the children's ministry, between showing up early to set up, between showing up early to make coffee, between, you know, just making sure that everything happens, the band, even the people in the tech booth that only gets credit or gets notice when something goes wrong, right? When we're singing and we're reading, everything is great, but the second that the words are off, this happens. Because now, you know, now we acknowledge that there's someone back there. Well, but I would say the people that are in the booth are doing just as important work as I'm doing up here because many of us, we enter into relationship through song, into intimacy, through music, through hearing, through reading. Uh, and, and so my challenge for you, and this is vision, and yeah, this is a little bit of plug. I'm, it's a shameless plug. Uh, 
if you aren't serving, what if I, I call this, okay? I wanted to come up with a fancy hashtag or something, but I, could, I wasn't cool enough. It's like a one by six surf challenge. And, and this is funny, you know, and clever and not, maybe not so clever. But maybe it's an entryway of saying, what if you were able to serve just one time a month? And to, especially, again, I'm talking to you, those that, uh, that call Bethany West Seattle home. And, and if you become a, uh, a host, what if you serve one time a month for six months, just, just starting, <laughs> starting next week, up until the end of the school year, up until June? What if you serve one time a month? I, well, let me tell you this, the, the volunteers we have now would be so thankful, A, and B, I really believe you'd be living into what God called us to do as a church. And when we read in Acts chapter 2, it says they gathered in the temple. And they actually distributed the needs of themselves. They've actually surrendered the needs of themselves. They actually gave to them. And isn't it true that sometimes it's easier to write a check than to give of your time? It's true. And sometimes time is the most precious thing that we have. And yet my challenge to you is to give of the most precious thing that you have, which is time, energy, waking up a little bit earlier. And again, this may sound like a shameless plug, and it is, but it's also an encouragement for you to get plugged into what God is doing in this church to make a difference for the community. Now, I'm just going to be really honest with you that if you show up week after week after week after week and have been doing that for years and not plugging in and not serving, you're missing out on what God has intended for you as a person to be connected to the church. You are. I'm sorry. You, you are missing out. And some of you will be upset because I said that and it's because I'm calling you out and maybe I'm calling you out. Maybe this morning I'm calling you out. And if I had another hashtag, I would say, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> because God has called us not only to go out into the world, which we will also talk about, but even this morning. I'll, you know, this isn't even my notes, stir, spur of the moment. Someone got sick downstairs uh, uh, to make coffee for you and for me and, and wasn't able to do it. And yet Jen, I, sorry, I hate to put you on the spotlight, she just showed up and just did it. Just so you can have coffee. And so I can have coffee. And so we can have not just coffee, but to be in community with one another, especially after church. And so what if that burden was shared with the many people that call this place home? Be rooted. This is what it looks like to be rooted. Be rooted here. And, and, and even this, you know, there's many, I meet so many people that say, well, and I kid you not, some weeks I go to this church and some weeks I go to that church. Will you pick a church and just serve? I'm not kidding. Pick a church and just serve. And I'm not trying to kick anybody out. I would love it to be Bethany and West Seattle, but if it's not, that's okay. We're all on the same team. And my vision is for us as we gather is to just be rooted and if you come here on Sundays because of the music and the teaching or whatever it is, but you have a small group at this church and you serve at this church and you do it, just pick a church. Even if it's not Bethany and West Seattle, will you go to that church that you call home and will you be fully involved and invested with your time, with your resources? 
That's what it means to gather as a church. And, and I say this because some of you, for you, it won't be Bethany. For you, it won't be Bethany. For you, it won't be Bethany. 